That's lastchanceark.com podcast. Seven messages to help you establish your relationship with Jesus Christ. In this episode, I want to talk about how close we are to the return of Jesus Christ. The next event that seems to be on the prophetic timeline is the Gog-Magog War. I'm going to be specifically referencing Ezekiel 38, verses 1 through 13. I'm going to be speaking about those things that have already been fulfilled and that will shortly be fulfilled in our day. The coronavirus has done its job. It has created new dynamics throughout the world. And those that have the vaccine have power. And I'd like to notify you that Russia is sending vaccine to South America, the Middle East, and places where it can have influence. And that's the key to understanding Ezekiel 38, 1 through 13. Ezekiel chapter 38 verse 1 to 13. Now the word of the Lord came to me, saying, Son of man, set your face against Goj, the dictator of the land of Magog, land of darkness, the prince of Rosh, the head leader of Meshech, the far northern lands, and Tubal, the southern black sea lands, and prophesy against him, and say, Thus says the Lord God, Behold, I am against you, O Goj, the prince of Rosh, Meshech, and Tubal, I will turn you around put hooks into your jaws as was done to Israel by the Assyrians previously and lead you out with all your army, horses and horsemen. All splendidly clothed, a great company with bucklers and shields, all of them handling swords. Persia and the Shia lands, including Sudan and Libya, you will who are in alliance with them. All of them with shield and helmet, Gomer of the Caucasus lands and all its troops, the house of Tagarma, the Armenians and Azerbaijanis. All three from the far north and all of their troops, many people are with you. Prepare yourself and be ready, you and all your companies that are gathered about you. And be a protector for them with your many military bases. After many days you will be visited, in the later years. You will come into the land of those brought back from the sword, the holocaust, and gathered from many people on the mountains of Israel which are found in the West Bank, which had long been desolate, they were brought out of the nations, and now all of them dwell in safety. You will ascend, coming like a storm, covering the land like a cloud, you and all your allied troops and many peoples with you. Thus says the Lord God. On that day it shall come to pass that thoughts will arise in your mind, and you will make an evil plan. You will say, I will go up against a land of unwalled villages. I will go to a peaceful people, who dwell in safety, all of them living without walls, and having neither bars nor gates. T you will come to take plunder in a booty, to stretch out your hand against the waste places that are again inhabited, and against the people gathered from the nations who have acquired livestock and goods, who dwell in the midst of the land. Sheba, Saudi Arabia, Yedin, Yemen, and the merchants of Tarshish, Great Britain's young lions, which will say to you, Have you come to take plunder? Have you gathered your army to take booty and to carry away silver and gold? Have you come to take away technology, livestock and goods as a spoil?
If you were paying close attention, you'll notice that I have put some translation into Ezekiel 38, 1 through 13. And that's what I'd like to explain next. First, I'd like to talk about the geography that's found in Ezekiel 38, 1 through 13. Beginning with the word Gog, which simply means the chief ruler, the czar, the um, dictator. Magog, meaning the land of darkness. Now, Magog is identified in ancient maps as being from Kiev, north through Russia. Without the Ukraine, there is no Russian empire. And so it was important that Russia conquer Ukraine yet again to make it part of Magog, the land of Magog. And then we have some additional nations that are in alliance. Let's begin. Rus is a clear reference to the land of Magog. Kiev was called Rus long before any other city. And around 1000 uh, AD, <clears throat> Vladimir I, who was Ukrainian, became the king of Rus. And Rus, of course, spread north to now encompass uh, Moscow or Meshach. And of course, we see that Tubal is the southern Black Sea area, which would incorporate nations around the Black Sea. And uh, additional nations include Armenia and Azerbaijan, which are referred to as Togarma and uh, Tubal. Uh, the biggest part of this alliance is Turkey. Turkey is the Asia Minor component. The Jahuk's reference always refers to the ancient Assyrians. And of course, modern day Turkey occupies that place. Now, some additional geographic terms are found in the words Sheba, Didan, the young lions. This is talking about Ortarshish. This is talking about the alliance of nations that are against Gog. Gog will come down to the Holy Land to take a spoil. And of course, the nations that will stand against him are from the West, UK, uh, Australia, New Zealand, uh, Canada, if they still exist. The United States seems to be absent, which we're not exactly sure why. But uh, we see that uh, Sheba is certainly Saudi Arabia, Didan is Yemen, and we see that the Yemeni war that Saudi Arabia is fighting today is part of that alliance. Now, in 2017, which seems to have been a prophetic year, we see the alliance that was formed between Israel, Saudi Arabia, the uh, Gulf states, and Yemen. Why? They are allied against Persia, Iran. The Shia states. Some of the Gulf states are Shia, but most of them are not. Most of them are, in fact, Sunni. The Sunni-Shia divide is the key to understanding how Gog destroys himself. The Shias and the Sunnis will turn against each other in this prophetic war. And so we see that the word Tarshish would refer to the UK, the West, uh, and the Young Alliance would be the uh, nations that were brought up under the UK. Could be the United States as well. So we see that that seems to be two forces, but there will be something in Gog. And it's very possible that Vladimir Putin is in fact Gog. Why? He admired Vladimir I, the first ruler of uh, the Kiev Magog Empire, and has referred to him repeatedly that he himself is Vladimir II. We also know that he has become dictator of Russia, whereas just in 2020, 
uh, he amended the Constitution, or he got the Constitution amended so that he can reign in power until 2036. Now that's 16 years away, he's at age 68. That makes that he could be well into his 80s and continue to rule. So we see that he is the force that is beginning to help disintegrate NATO. How is he doing that? Well, he got a lot of help from Donald Trump who had America first policy. This told NATO that the United States would no longer protect them. Trump, of course, spoke to Germany saying, you're in an economic alliance with Russia through your gas pipeline. Why should we protect you? And he began to downsize troops in Germany. And we also see that Macron, the prime minister of France, has been emboldened by the support of Putin. And we see that the Russian uh, vaccine that comes against COVID-19 is being shared first with its allies before Russia, which is directly opposite of what Trump is doing in the United States. With America First policy, NATO is shaking, and the vaccine will not go to America's allies first, unlike what Russia is doing. Putin has been around for two decades, and it looks like he is planning to continue. He is wealthier than Jeff Bezos. How? He confiscated the energy industry in Russia, Gazprom, Gerhard Schrader, the old prime minister during the Bush era of Germany, got into alliance on the board of Gazprom and brought Germany into that alliance. And so we see that all the stars seem to be lined up for the influence of Putin throughout the world. Next, we can expect that Turkey, which has become an enemy, a bitter enemy of Israel, since Erdogan became dictator of Turkey. He orchestrated a fake coup in 2018. That coup, of course, was designed to put him in power permanently. He then purchased the S-400 missile defense system from Russia, which caused the F-35 program to come into question as Turkey was one of the component suppliers. The S-400 can shoot down any plane, F-22, F-35. It is a deadly, deadly weapon. And of course, some of the technology Russia has announced, like the atomic torpedo that uh, Russia has developed and hypersonic missiles. We see it all coming into play. And now with the United States being in a place of division and flux, we see that Iran will be emboldened again. And Iran, of course, has constructed 13 military bases in Syria. And of course, Assad is Putin's king. That is Putin's gambit. So what we expect is that Erdogan, Assad, that alliance will lead all the nations that are allied with Gog Magog into the Holy Land. And we see that this is going to happen fairly soon. Now, with the advent of the coronavirus, we see that the gospel has now been preached throughout the whole world on Facebook, on YouTube, missionary activities occurring electronically. And so the whole world is now know, now knows the true Acts 238 gospel. It's not that Billy Graham except Jesus is your personal savior stuff. That's a fake gospel. It's found in Acts 238, the original plan that Peter preached on the day of Pentecost. Paul confirmed Acts 19, two through six. We must repent. We must be baptized in the name of Jesus. We must receive the gift of the Holy Spirit with the Bible evidence. Acts 10.46 of speaking in other tongues. We know that during the last days, there's a great falling away. 
the falling away has already occurred. Okay, people are staying home, having church by themselves. They're not assembling. They're forsaking the assembly of themselves together. They come against uh, organized church. My guess is they prefer disorganized church versus organized church. But the problem is, is that you must celebrate communion to renew your Acts 238 covenant. If you're not taking communion with the body of Christ, you are not in Christ. And your branch will be pruned. It will be burned. And so I encourage any of you who are listening to this, who have separated yourself from the body of Christ, to repent, return, reconcile with those who have offended you, find a way to be part of the body of Christ. If you've got some issues with doctrines, etc., remember, the most important doctrine is Acts 2.38. Everything else is simply icing on the cake, and that we need to focus on the true plan of salvation. And so Putin is ready to pounce. And of course, we see that he is conquering NATO. It is shaking. The alliance is shaking. The America First policy of Trump has helped induce that. And we see that Turkey is beginning to remove itself from the southern portion of the alliance. Europe does not want Turkey into NATO or the European Union because they don't want Islam in Europe. And so that's never going to happen. And Erdogan knows that. So what we can expect is that Israel, which has become very, very prosperous, very prosperous. They have more patents per square inch than any other nation. They also uh, have a tremendous technology base for a country of 7 million people. Now, the Holocaust created the return of Israel to the Holy Land. We saw that as a prophetic fulfillment. And now that they are there, they are going to be subject to annihilation by Gog of Magog. The Bible predicts that up to two-thirds of Israel will be decimated. Now, the Bible also predicts that the Gog-Magog alliance will come down upon the mountains of Israel, which are in the West Bank. And we know that at the end of uh, 2017, Benjamin Netanyahu's Likud party has decided they want to annex the West Bank. And so we see that that's going to happen. President Trump gave them permission and approval for annexing the Golan Heights. And now we know that there are uh, approximately 20 20 entities in the West Bank that are Jewish, and we expect an annexation because that's where the mountains of Israel are located. And so we see that Ezekiel 38, 1 through 13 is being fulfilled before our very eyes. And this is the advent. This is the key. This is the key war that leads us to Armageddon. Armageddon is where all nations will surround Israel. All nations will come into the Holy Land. But as Gog is going to induce this, he believes that he has the upper hand with technology, wealth, influence. And by the way, Putin is the largest supplier of wheat in the world. Wheat and oil. Now, doesn't that sound prophetic from the book of Revelation? A measure of wheat for a penny and a measure of oil for a day's wages? It sounds to me like Putin has arranged this end time event unknowingly that he is being pulled down to the Holy Land with jaw hooks. Jaw hooks, of course, is what the ancient Assyrians, when they took the Jews into captivity in 722 BC, they put hooks in their jaw and led them north and depopulated the northern 10 tribes of Israel. If you're not in church right now, you need to really consider what you're doing by sitting on the sidelines. 
I encourage you to reconcile with anybody who's offended you. Find a way to be peaceful, to live a quiet life. Stay out of politics. Be ready to endure the greatest event that's about to occur in our lifetime. One last thing. Most people expect a time of economic deprivation before the return of the Lord Jesus Christ. This is not true. The Bible says that it will be like the days of Noah, the days of Lot. Certainly, we are experiencing the days of Lot. I noticed that over the Christmas vacation in 2020, advertisements had tremendous amounts of homosexuality embedded in them. I also noticed that during the time of Noah, they were eating and drinking, marrying and giving in marriage. These are times of prosperity. When the Lord returns, it will be during prosperous times. A financial advisor told me recently that there's so much pent up demand because of COVID that when the vaccine is widely distributed, an economic boom is going to embalm the entire earth. Is this the days of Lot, the days of Noah? As a final addendum to this podcast, 50% of the church will be lost and will not be rapture ready. Two will be grinding at the mill. One will be taken, one will be left. Ten virgins will have lamps. Only five will have oil in their lamps. Why? Why will 50% of the church be lost and left behind? It's because preachers are not preaching meat in due season, end time prophecies. Can you say praise the Lord? LastChanceArc.com, a seven-message podcast series to help you establish your relationship with Jesus Christ.